The Miami Heat kicked off the new year with a big comeback win thanks to a monster night from Bam Adebayo. 31 points, including nine in the fourth quarter as the Heat beat the Clippers to sweep the season series. Have the Heat turned things around? We break down the game, Bam's all-star chances, and much more on tonight's Locked on Heat. You are Locked on Heat, your daily Miami Heat podcast. Part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. All right, welcome to Locked On Heat, your daily podcast on the Miami Heat. I'm Wes Goldberg here with David Ramil. However, you might be tuning in on YouTube, Odyssey, or on your favorite podcast app. Thank you for making Locked On Heat your first listen every day. Today's episode is brought to you by Prize Picks. First-time users can receive a 100% instant deposit match up to $100 with the promo code Locked On. That's PrizePicks.com promo code Locked On. Bam Adebayo scored 31 points in the Heat's 110 to 100 win over the Clippers on Monday night. And this continues a run by Bam of being aggressive and winning the Heat basketball games. Over his last two games, Bam has scored 63 points on 64% shooting combined, going over 30 points in each of them. The Heat improve to 6-0 on the season when Bam scores 30 points or more and are now two games over 500 for the first time all season. We'll hand out credit cookies for everybody else in a minute. Uh, We got some Donovan Mitchell talk and some Victor Oladipo talk coming up. But your thoughts, David? on Bam's play lately. Amazing. He's been so good. And we talked about this uh, last time we, we did a recap against the Lakers. He looked incredible. That performance larger than life, absolutely establishing himself as the biggest player on the floor, big presence commanding. And tonight was just an extension of that. Just dunking on everybody, accelerating to exploding off the floor in a way that I don't think we've seen as consistently at any point. I think it's fair to say that he's entered his prime, and there might be another level for him to reach even above this one because it seems like it's all tying together. The timing, the confidence, the athleticism, all of it is working at a high level, regardless of who was defending him, whether it was a smaller matchup and Nick Batum, uh, Marcus Morris Sr., uh, Subac, it, it just it didn't matter. Whoever was out there, uh, just couldn't contain Bam Adebayo, and he was able to make adjustments throughout the game. And I think that was uh, another huge step for him, just being able to recognize that regardless of whoever the matchup was, that he could establish himself and take control of the game. Fantastic performance from Adebayo. Yeah, the Heat go up by 21 points late in the second quarter. They give up that lead completely in the third quarter. The Clippers storm back. And look, this is a thing that the Clippers have done all year is they sort of lazily walk through the first half and then when they start to try hard they turn things on in the second half and come back and win games a lot of times they win games that way and it should be noted they had no Kawhi Leonard tonight but still they've won games even in Kawhi's absence this uh this this season and the Heat managed to hang on and a big part of that was Bam scoring nine points in that fourth quarter had those two huge putback dunks late in the game one in which they got the technical four for taunting which ridiculous call he did Absolutely. say something, but like, not like, come on. Can we just let these people in the fourth quarter? Can we have a close game? Just let these guys play. Plus, all they're playing play. like that, too. I, I mean, it was cool. Like general rule. If it's awesome, don't like don't don't make it worse. Officials, right. Um, right. especially if it wasn't like dangerous. Bam did nothing dangerous. Anyway, whatever. Um, this is so so nine points to, to go to finish with in the fourth quarter finishes with 31 points on 12, 19 shooting 13 rebounds. Um, we didn't talk about the Denver Utah games over the holiday weekend, David, but 
He had 22 points and 14 rebounds against the Nuggets, and you can argue he outplayed Nikola Jokic in that one. Mm. Uh, certainly wasn't completely wasn't outplayed by an MVP candidate in Jokic in that one at the very least. And then against the Jazz, 32 points on 11, 17, eight rebounds and five assists. Um, a really, really strong performance in that one against the Utah Jazz team that sizes up for most of the game. That makes things, or had at least historically, made things difficult for Bam. You point this out all the time. Bam struggling against size. Utah is huge playing Larry Markin in its small forward, basically, in three big lineups all the time. The Clippers, obviously, they can go small with Batum as their backup center, but they start a legit seven-footer in Zubac, and he is a really good center. He is an excellent center, and Bam, no issue with him tonight. None whatsoever. Actually kind of exposed him a little bit with those pick and rolls, finding uh, creases in that short roll. Zubac likes to drop. Bam just said, okay, you want to drop? I'm going to do it. I'm going to do it again. I'm going to do it again. Zubac tightened things up a little bit in the third quarter, started to press up against that roll a a little bit uh, closer. And then Bam, yeah, in that third quarter, it was a little slow, but then found a way to get to his spots and get his points. In that fourth quarter, he found the counter of it midstream of this game. That, to me, has been so impressive is just how smart Bam is working. You mentioned maybe this being his prime. He's starting to to combine the athleticism and the power and the strength and the will and all that kind of stuff with just general basketball IQ and, hey, I've seen some stuff, and now I have counters for those things, and we're starting to see that now. Yeah, no, absolutely. The question was always whether or not he had the confidence to take that leap, and whether it was imposed by him or the coaching staff or a combination of the two, maybe it was just his upbringing as more of a pass-first type player. He never really quite was dominating the way that he should be. We all saw the the flashes of athleticism and explosiveness and everything else like that and wondered why can't he do these things more consistently? And here he was tonight and has been recently and maybe for the large portion of the of the season. I would go so far as to say he might be the third best center in the NBA at this point behind Joel Embiid and Nikola Jokic, both of whom are MVP level candidates. And you could probably make some arguments for a couple of players here or there, but with Rudy Gobert who struggling in Minnesota. Yeah. yeah who I, would be the arguments? Like even Carl Anthony Towns has sort of been in that conversation this year. I mean, Cat's been injured, but even before the, the four, injury, yeah, it wasn't great. And now he's playing the four spot, uh, even though he does play center for Minnesota when Gobert's not, whatever. Cat has been that guy in that conversation along with Bam. I don't really know. I'm sure we're forgetting somebody, but I don't really know who else would be in that conversation for the third best center at this point. Uh, no, no, nobody that I can think of. Vucevic uh, is, you know, a fine player, but he's been struggling. Uh, nobody would, else I, really I, has I, stepped up. Yeah, I mean, I, I can't I think, think of Allen, Nick Claxton, Jared Allen. Jared yeah, Allen they're, they're is fine in that players. conversation. Nick Claxton, I would not put anywhere close to that. He's been fine no. in Brooklyn, but like Jared Allen is a he made the All Star game last year. He's a legit All Star type center. Um, like Brooke Lopez, maybe you can make the conversation. That's a good point. That's yeah. a good point. I, I, but I think even that's more of a one way play. Or Rudy Gobert, once he sort of, I can't believe this is what Rudy Gobert is just gonna be in Minnesota. Um, but like, we'll figure look, it out. I, maybe. I, I would rather have Bam than Gobert, and I would. That goes back to last season. Just mm. we know that yeah. Bam is a playoff caliber guy. He is the kind of center that you want for the postseason. The question all along is whether or not he could kind of put this stuff together consistently during the regular season. Um, here we are. And, and now we're exactly here. We are now we're seeing it. The other question I want to ask you, David, is does this recent stretch from BAM all-star voting is opened. Um, we're starting to get to sort of peak all-star voting period. Does this stretch almost cement his status as an all-star in the East? 
we had a recent episode maybe a few weeks ago talking about which Heat player has the best chance. And I, I men, made the argument that Jimmy Butler, just because of the legacy vote, the fact that coaches respect what he can do, certainly would merit a lot of consideration. But I think Bam's just too, it's been too good, too strong to deny what he's been able to do. He's been consistent. He's played a bunch of games. He's just looked great defensively. Everybody knows what he can do, whether he gets the respect from media voters that don't watch him or just look at his, you know, the lack of statistical evidence, perhaps in terms that he doesn't get a lot of blocks or maybe doesn't get a lot of steals just because he's so good at switching and upsetting and disrupting what an offense can do. I think you have to take into consideration coaches know what he's capable of. And we've seen now this level of offensive production from him that we just haven't seen at any point throughout his career. And he's already been an all-star. So for him to be able to tie it this consistently and for Miami to have won, what is it like 11 of the past 14 games or something around there? Like they have been very, very good over this recent stretch. It's the only reason why they're two games over 500 for the first time all season. And he's been a fantastic part of that. Jimmy's missed time. Kyle's missed time. In the meantime, you get Tyler here contributing at a high level and bam, taking an incredible leap this season. I think he's been a big part of the, those recent winning ways. Yeah, he's the heat of one for the last five. Bam has been Miami's best player this entire season. And no doubt. they are in the thick of the playoff race. And if the Heat are going to get an all-star, Bam Adebayo is the only he's the one that makes the most sense. You can make a case for Jimmy Butler. You can definitely mm-hmm. make a case for Tyler Hero. But if the Heat are going to get just one guy, which if you're hovering around the sixth, seventh, eighth seed, you're probably only going to get one guy on the all-star team. So if they're going to get one guy, it's going to be Bam. And I don't think there's an argument that it could be anybody else. If you have to pick one Heat player, uh, should also just mention if we're going to talk about guys in the in that center conversation, Anthony Davis is basically a center now, so he's probably in that conversation too. But that's a good point. Very injury prone. Bam and a bio, not so much. Not as much, yeah. <laughs> uh, uh, you mentioned Tyler Hero. Another guy we have to talk about is Victor Oladipo. Both of those guys having great games. We're going to get to that here in a second uh, when we get to credit cookies. But first, David, tell the listeners about our sponsor. Today's episode is brought to you by Price Picks, making daily fantasy easier than ever before. You could just pick the players that you want, and they just go up against their the projections for the night. It's so easy, such an easy way to win, such an easy way to make entries. And again, they turn things around so quickly. Basically, you just pick two to six players. If they will go score more or less than their prize picks projections, you can win up to 25 times your money on any entry. It's no competing against other people. Just you versus the projections available makes it so easy. You're not competing against anybody else. Just you versus the numbers makes it so simple. And prize picks offers projections on any sport. And I mean any sport that you can watch. The NBA, of course, the NFL. Hey, what's up with the Dolphins? Major League Baseball, NHL. Men's college basketball, women's college basketball, disc golf. I didn't even know you could place a wager on it. And yet here we are in the year 2023. You can make money placing them against the projections. Their entries can be made at 60 seconds or less. It's that easy. Safe and fast withdrawals. Currently operation, uh, operational Excuse me, in over 30 states and Canada. So download the PrizePix app or go to prizepix.com today to sign up and play daily fantasy sports. First-time users can receive up a 100% Instant deposit match up to $100 with a promo code locked on. If you deposit $100, Price Picks will give you $100. If you deposit $50, Price Picks will give you $50. Don't forget to enter the promo code locked on at sign up for an instant deposit match up to $100. Thank you for making Locked On Heat your first listen every day. For your next listen, check out the Locked On Sports Today podcast, the biggest stories of the day, instant reactions, big game recaps, and the take of the day. It's available on the Odyssey app, YouTube, and wherever you get. 
your podcast. It is a heat win, which means it's time to get in the kitchen, whip up some credit cookies. David, what kind of cookies are we handing out tonight? Uh, it's here. One thirty in the morning. Yeah, it's you shouldn't be eating cookies at this point in time. But you know what? Why not indulge a little sugar, bit? I need the sugar rush, David. At, at this point, though, you know, New Year, New Year's resolutions. Everybody's trying to tighten up uh, their dieting habits to some extent. So we'll go with uh, snack wells. The low sugar, low calorie cookie option for those people who are trying to be a little healthy conscious. They've got a cream filled wafer. That's pretty dang good. So go ahead and indulge in some Snackwells cookies. Snackwells. Uh, credit cookies brought to you by Snackwells tonight. Um, got to start with Bam. We had the whole conversation. The only question is whether or not he gets. All right. Five or six. This is going to be tough. Yeah. Because I got Bam, Tyler, Victor Oladipo. And then I think we have to give some shine. To Max Struess tonight, maybe. Let's start maybe. with five. Maybe okay. So let's go with five with Bam. Maybe we can we could tick that up if we've got something left over. Five for Bam. Tyler Hero. I want to give him three. Tyler Hero tonight. Yeah. Uh, at the very least, right? Twenty three points for him. Um, on seven of fifteen shooting, five of nine from three point range, seven rebounds, three assists. He's he had a steal in the a nice steal in the game. Um, very the, active how, defensively. I, I early notes watching the game and again. So glad that we get to watch these games for people who, who clicked off earlier or just couldn't sit up and watch this game. But the energy and Tyler was such a big part of that, as was Victor Oladipo, who we'll talk about later on. But defensively, he looked engaged, making great switches. He would hedge on, uh, on you know, put pressure and try to trap the ball handler, especially when Paul George had the ball. And he would just shag off of him and go over to pick up uh, Reggie Jackson or somebody else. He was on constant motion there. I think he looked really good. I, I would go so far as to say he is no longer – the defensive weak point that he once was earlier in his career. I, I think you could look at Max Struess taking a step back, and I, we texted about this during the game. He seems like he's regressed a little bit. I just like Tyler's energy and enthusiasm on defense. I don't think he is the one-way player he was earlier. And big shots, like possessions that would break down. And even when Bam was either out of the game or they just weren't able to get him the ball in the low post, and then Tyler – just knocking down these stupid, ridiculously difficult shots uh, and just a fantastic night from him. We've seen big games from him. We saw the game winner against Utah, but he's he has taken his game to another level this season as well. So I think he absolutely deserves three credit cookies. Team best plus 23. The Heat outscored uh, the Clippers by 23 points in Tyler Hero's 39 minutes. He's playing a whole lot of minutes lately too. He's been With damn good. Stamina and his athleticism and all these things that he's starting to build up. Uh, yeah. Tyler Hero, I was talking to him last week. Um, for five things over on my sub stack. And I asked, hey, what's your cheat meal during the offseason? <laughs> and he goes, and he just goes, dude, I don't have cheat meals in the offseason. I have a cheat meal every single day because all I got to do is put on weight. So he's going to Chick-fil-A, eating a Chick-fil-A uh, chicken sandwich, 12-count chicken nuggets, and an Oreo milkshake every single day just to try to put <sighs> on weight. And it's working. The thing with Tyler Hero defensively last year even was that he wasn't always in the wrong spot. It's just that right. he was small and not so strong. And so it wasn't necessarily his team defense that was an issue. His positioning wasn't a problem. He knew where to be on that end of the court. The issue was just that he just got bullied. People yeah. take him one-on-one, -on -one, bigger wings, bigs could grab, uh, uh, bring him into a switch, and then they could just back him down. Not saying that that can't happen anymore because he is right. just going to be and always will be smaller than many NBA players, big wings and big men. But he just it doesn't become an issue at, uh, against other guards as much. He's not getting targeted in those switches as much anymore, too, which is I noted, which means that the scouting report is starting to catch up to Tyler Hero a little bit and actually reflect that he is no longer that defensive liability the way that he was last year. I think he's actually been a pretty good defender this year. 
all things considered. So. Caleb Martin yeah. telling me last week on the podcast, yeah. you don't have to worry about him anymore. We're not like worrying about doubling or or or, or help getting him early help defense against certain assignments or kicking him out of certain assignments as often as we did last year. Like we're just not as worried about him. He's a good defender. Um, so and, and you know, on the court stuff bears it out. Offensively, we know he is, what he is. He's awesome. But I tweeted this during the game too. Being willing to take that 30-foot jumper, the way that he has this year. We talked so much about the way Bam has improved this year. Tyler Hero right there with Bam in terms of just huge, dramatic improvements, tightening their games. Like, even their stats, if you look at Bam and Tyler, probably don't reflect just the box score stuff. Doesn't reflect how much better they are this year. Um, The efficiency numbers don't really reflect it as much as you might want them to. But if you watch the games, they are so much more decisive. They know where their sweet spots are. All that stuff, all this box score stats, all the efficiency numbers, they're trending in an upward trajectory right now. And they're it's that stuff's going to catch up too. By the end of the year, I think their stats are going to look better than they do right now. And better certainly than what they looked like last season. So I, I, I one more thing about Tyler. I just love the way he has been incorporating how he repositions himself off the dribble so much yeah. more frequently this year. It's just become such a legitimate threat. He can up fakes a defender. They go flying pass the next thing you know all he takes is that one dribble reposition and he's able to get that shot off it's been so effective for him in order to you know he does perhaps not have the kind of length necessary to just shoot over people but if he can get that step all that's all the space that he needs and that's been a big concern right as how is he going to create space to create his own offense well now we've seen how he's able to do it and the the two-man game and his with him and bam it's really starting to become a real thing where there is a a symmetry or energy chemistry there say synergy there that that has been developed and built slowly over time and it's become right. Miami's main trigger to get into most of their offense it was how my early on yeah 21 point lead tonight against the Clippers was just hammering that Tyler Hero Bam out of bio pick and roll over and over and over again and late in the game when the Heat needed another bucket it was Tyler Hero running that Bam out of bio screen and roll and then uh two Clippers defenders coming up to get Tyler Hero and just letting Bam who had like 30 points at that point or 29 or whatever it was <laughs> Just yeah. walk really to the basket because they were that worried about Tyler Hero. That speaks volumes. That two-man game, a real signature weapon for the Heat offense right now. So we're going to have three credit cookies at least right now to Tyler Hero. We've got five to Bam, which means we have, doing the math, two left over. Yeah, got to give two to Victor. Victor people needs them. Yep. I, I agree. I think, look, Max is fine. You love the three-point shooting, the uh, the boost that he provided offensively defensively there were a couple issues there he had a couple nice passes to to set up bam uh so i I think he had eight rebounds he was a he was a plus 16 overall which was second very very good he was good but if we're gonna give i'm okay just kind of giving a head nod to tyler hero or i'm sorry to to max Struess, and then giving the last two cookies to old depot i'm very okay it's been incredible like the defensive thing you know we talked about this last week after the lakers win you know, that I wondered whether or not the offense would ever come together a week ago. And here we are just a couple games later, and he's just taking the next step. The burst seems like it's there. Yes. The comfort offensively. I don't know how consistent it is, and I'm not trying to, you know, rain on everybody's parade here. I'm not sure if he's going to be able to do this every night. No NBA player really does. But when he has the shot fall, he had a really nice turnaround jumper along the baseline, hit a three, just looked good, just looked very comfortable getting to the rim, creating off that one leg fade away in the fourth quarter that was really big for them. Uh, sixes of 11 of overall, 15 points, five rebounds, four assists, had one steal, but seemed like responsible very for active, more yeah. turnovers than that. 
Um, I would say I would go so far as to say it's his on-ball pressure that makes it easier for somebody else to walk away with a steal, right? Because they're yeah. for, he's forcing people to make bad passes, and that allows Jimmy, Bam, Tyler, somebody else to kind of swoop in there and knock the ball free. When they put Victor Oladipo at the top of that two-three zone, he plays it so much more aggressively, like you, even more than like Kayla Martin, who was limited to what twelve minutes, fourteen minutes tonight, coming back. Not hundred percent, yeah. Yeah, it was so a little bit of a minutes restriction with him there, and so worth noting that Victor Oladipo closed the game tonight, something we'll get to in a second. But um, Oladipo playing 30 minutes, did not play the second night of that back-to-back, did not play, or or, I'm sorry, the first night of the back-to-back, didn't play against Denver. They saved him for that New Year's Eve game against the Jazz, and he was huge in that win in in Utah. And then he was, I think, equally as big tonight. Uh, What he's doing defensively can't be, just lived in John Wall's pocket tonight. Just John Wall could not get anything uh, going near or around Victor Oladipo. So he was great. Uh, so two uh, Snackwell's cookies to him. Um, <laughs> should Victor Oladipo close games for the Heat this season? He's starting to make his case. We'll tell you why or why not next. But first, David, tell listeners about our friends at Built Bar. Ah, today's episode is also brought to you by Built Bar. Looking for a delicious treat, but you don't want all the fat and or calories? Well, then you got to try a Built Bar. We've just got through the holidays, and I know a lot of people have the goal of eating a little healthier this year. If you're like me, when you want to eat healthier, but you don't want to compromise taste, then man, have I got the thing just for you. You got to try Built. With Built, healthy is actually tasty. Seriously, they're so delicious. You won't think they're good for you. They're perfect for your New Year's resolution. What makes Built Bar so good? Well, for starters, they're covered in 100% real chocolate. That's right, real chocolate. And they come in unbelievable flavors like churro, peanut butter brownie, and coconut almond. I'm not sure how Built does it, but these bars taste like a candy bar while maintaining amazing macros. What's even better is that they are healthy. Only 130 calories, 4 grams of sugar, and a whopping 17 grams of protein. And now you don't need to wait around to get a box. For years, we've been talking about ordering your Built Bars at Built.com. But now you can get them at your local Walmart or Sam's Club. That's right. Head to your nearest Walmart today. Walk to the pharmacy section. Grab yourself a box of Built Bars. You can pick up a four-bar box of cookies and cream, double chocolate, or or coconut puffs. And if you're close to Sam's Club, run in and grab a 13-bar box with our hit flavors, brownie, batter, and churro. You can thank me later. And, of course, you can always go to Built.com. Today's episode is also brought to you by BetOnline, still your number one source for sports betting information, stats, news, and analysis. You can get the latest odds and trends for every professional amateur league out there, from pro football to college bowl season to basketball. We got it all at betonline.net. And if you love sports podcasts, you can even find those at BetOnline as well. We're always the fastest and easiest way to get your betting info. Head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more. BetOnline, where the game starts. Reach Locked On Heat on Twitter, Instagram, email us, LockedOnHeat at gmail.com. Send your questions in for the postgame show using the hashtag on Twitter, AskLOHeat. Ben asks this following question. Donovan Mitchell scored 71 points for the Cavs tonight. Did the Heat miss out by not trading for him? David, what do you think? Uh, you know, it, it was hard for them to be able to pull off a deal. I, I don't think they were ever as close as... A lot of Heat fans wanted to believe uh, that they were, they, you know, Donovan making comments that he thought he was going to wind up in Miami, that maybe New York was a possibility. But Cleveland's deal was just one that was better than anybody else's they were able to offer. Markin, who's turned into an all-star fringe player, yeah. uh, you know, they ever uh, offer, uh, I forget Four his name. Conference. 
uh, yeah, yeah. Colin Sexton. Colin yeah, Sexton, young, young players, players draft picks. picks that the Heat couldn't have competed with that. I, it, we don't really know what Utah thought about Tyler Hero in terms of a prospect. Did they like him more than Larry Market and less? Ditto right. for Colin Sexton, whatever. Would you want to have included Bam? As good as Donovan's been. No, of course not. No, you can't include Bam. And that's what made Cleveland so unique is that they had all these other things in draft picks where they didn't have to give up an Evan Mobley or Jared Allen or right. Darius Garland. They were able to keep their three best players and then add Donovan Mitchell to it. Could the Heat have done that? No. no. Wouldn't have been able to keep their best young players and then add Donovan Mitchell and then have all this other stuff in order to build out the rest of the roster. It would have been tough. Like the Cavaliers were sort of the perfect team to trade for Donovan Mitchell, and that's why they ended up doing it. But in terms of, like, look, yeah, Donovan Mitchell scoring 71 points for the Cavs, the most points scored since Kobe put up 81. Like, that's amazing. This it, is it, history. It, this is the first sign of everything. Donovan yeah. Mitchell is an awesome player. He is a borderline, borderline top 10 guy. He's in the MVP conversation and has been all season long. Like, I, he's, he's incredible. Would he be awesome on the Miami Heat? Yeah, he would. Would the Heat probably have a better record right now if Donovan Mitchell were on this team, depending on what the rest of, what the, rest of the roster looked like? You could probably say, yeah, the way Mitchell has played this year. Yeah. But my thing, too, is Tyler Hero playing the way that he's played lately makes that sting a little bit less. Even if you believe that the Heat had what it took to get Donovan Mitchell, and like you just pointed out uh, correctly, that's debatable, right? Like, we don't have any reason to think that the Heat ever were close to making this happen. There's no reporting around it saying that the Heat were right there on the goal line, and then cle- that was sort of the Knicks deal. Like, they were the team. Yeah not including Quentin Grimes for whatever reason. Not getting this done. Like it wasn't like the heat getting uh, like reportedly close there. Um, so yeah, I don't, I don't know that they missed out on not trading them for him. We're gonna, gotta just see how all this kind of stuff plays out, but um, I don't want to do anything to take away from Donovan Mitchell's night. That was, un- that right. was unbelievable. Um, that, that, I, I will say one more thing. Like comparison is the thief of joy. I'm not sure who that quote is attributed to, but it's, 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 you know, it takes away from the joy of watching what was a historic performance today to wonder whether or not, oh, what he could he have been in Miami? Yeah. Could Miami have done more? Who cares? Like that 71 points. I'm old enough to have remembered David Robinson's 70 point performance as well as Kobe's. I wasn't there for Wilt's big game, but I, you know, you, you don't see these kind of performances very often. The seventh player in NBA history to score 71 points or more. Like Elgin Baylor scored 71 points, the late great Elgin Baylor. Like you don't see these kind of nights. It doesn't matter that he did it in overtime. It was a historic performance. Enjoy for what it is. Not lament the fact that he's not in a Heat uniform. Well said. Uh, it's the same thing I say to people that hated LeBron post the Heat days. It's like, what are you going to do? Just like hate the, maybe the greatest player ever? He's going to knock off Kareem Abdul-Jabbar. That seems that seems like the leading scorer in NBA history. Like it you, just seems you like a bad way to enjoy the sport. So I just, yeah. you know, whatever. Our next question comes in from Alejandro, who writes in, should Victor Oladipo be part of the closing lineup going forward? So worth noting, Oladipo, mm. close the game tonight for Miami alongside Kyle Lowry, Tyler Hero, Jimmy Butler, and Bam Adebayo. That's because Victor Oladipo played great. Another part of that equation was that Caleb Martin was so limited coming off of the injury that he wasn't ever going to really be an option to close the game. He only played like the first six or seven minutes of the first half. Sort of same thing for the second half. That seemed to be what his pre-planned minute pattern was going to be. Um, but the way that Oladipo is defending I th- and the way that he is starting to maybe find his offense, I, yeah. look, I, I think there's a case to be made that Oladipo should be one of the last five. It makes a lot of sense, uh, but I don't want to be a prisoner of the moment just because Oladipo's tied these great games together. Like, he's earned it to a certain degree. He's gone through the 
hardships of recovering and rehabbing and getting himself back to this point where some Heat fans, even non-Heat fans, were saying, oh, he's back. I don't want to go that far yet. I don't want to necessarily, again, rain on people's parades, but I think we have to see this much more consistently. Yeah. And look, we know that Caleb is thriving at the four. He's playing it his way. He's done a fantastic job. And at this point, he's still the better three-point shooter, so he's much more complementary to what the rest of that closing lineup is capable of doing. I think I'd rather have him out there, knowing that Jimmy can drive to the ring, knowing that Tyler has a mid-range game, knowing that Bam has been a monster in the paint and that you've got Kyle Lowry who can do pretty much everything when he's engaged and healthy. So I, I think, again, Caleb is a better fit right now in terms of that closing lineup. What do you think? I agree. Um, I love Victor Oladipo. I love everything that he's bringing to the table. We got to see this for a longer period of time just to see how this yeah. behaves. John Crotty actually bringing it up during the broadcast like, hey, this is great. Enjoy it now. But the right. way these knee things often go is you you get a few good games strong in a row. And then you might get a little bit of a a bad game here and there. I didn't um, hear that. That's concerning, though. But I mean, but he's right. I mean, this guy, yeah. he's been around the NBA for a long time. He's seen a million of these knee injuries, right? It's like he gets, right. um, and 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 I agree, and you agree, and and so the other part of this too is just from the fit perspective. Like, can, this is a whole. This is again. Can you can we just have nice things without ruining? <laughs> The Miami Heat had one of the worst five benches in the league all season long, and Victor Oladipo coming in as that sixth man is its only saving grace. The only chance Miami has of going from one of the worst benches to at least an average bench, maybe even better, is Victor Oladipo. So before, like, can we just enjoy the nice things that we have? Hey, wow, Victor Oladipo, great sixth man, the way that we had anticipated him playing going into the season. I know Vic wants to close games. He's been very vocal about it. If I'm not going to start, I want to close games. The fact of the matter that is that even when he's when when all things are equal and Victor Oladipo is playing his best and Caleb Martin is playing his best, Victor Oladipo is still better served anchoring that second unit, and Caleb Martin is still a better fit at the end of games because you don't really as much as we love Victor Oladipo, you don't want him closing games, and he does he does stop the ball a little bit offensively still, and he's not right. a three point shooter. He never has been. Caleb Martin is a good three point shooter. He is a very good three-point shooter. He is a very good defender. Even if he's not getting steals the same way Oladipo does, he, it's not like he not he doesn't do that either, right? Right. And so if, in terms of the three-point shooting, the defensive versatility, all that stuff, he's bringing it, and he doesn't need the ball to be impactful the way that Oladipo kind of demands the ball. At the end of games, you want it in Jimmy Butler's hands, Tyler Hero's hands, Bam Adebayo's hands, before you want it in Oladipo's hands. And I don't know that Oladipo necessarily agrees with that order. And mm-hmm. so... I, I would go, I would lean towards Caleb at the end of games more than Oladipo. But given that, but but Oladipo being able to provide that performance when they needed it tonight, that was huge for the Heat. The Heat should, uh, worth noting, by the way, that with Caleb Martin healthy and everybody else in the starting lineup healthy, they finally have had their preferred starting lineup just for the thir- for only the 13th time all season long. They win another game when they've had that lineup together. Victor Oladipo, huge at the end, and you love to see what he's been able to do recently. Um, Things trending in the right direction for the Miami Heat. I think that's He's it. a big midseason acquisition, the trade that everybody is clamoring for, right? We need this. We need that. Well, guess what? You've got a great boost in Oladipo. That doesn't mean he has to close games. And he, we're not knocking what he's done or what he's capable of doing. He's been fantastic yeah. and continues to show that there might even be another level for him to reach now. And, and he's just he's bringing something to the team that he wasn't bringing earlier this season. Heat play the Lakers again in Los Angeles Wednesday night. We will have a post-game show for you after that and another one for you before 
that That's game. dedication, baby. <laughs> Thanks again for making Locked On Heat your first listen every day. Remember to subscribe to new episodes of Locked On Heat on your favorite podcast app and on YouTube. Ring the bell to get notified as soon as our new episodes go up. For your next listen, check out the Locked On Sports Today podcast, the biggest stories of the day, instant reactions, big game recaps, and the take of the day. It's available on the Odyssey app, YouTube, and wherever you get your podcasts.